Hello, and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall for the Feast of Christ the King, Year B. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Are you the king of the Jews? Pilate asked. Jesus replied, do you ask this of your own accord or have others spoken to you about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? It is your own people and the chief priests who have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus replied, mine is not a kingdom of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my men would have fought to prevent my being surrendered to the Jews. But my kingdom is not of this kind. So you are a king then, said Pilate. It is you who say it, answered Jesus. Yes, I am a king. I was born for this. I came into the world for this to bear witness to the truth, and all who are on the side of the truth, listen to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Mine is not a kingdom of this world. Today's feast, the Feast of Christ the King, was created by Pope Pius XI in 1925 in response to growing nationalism and secularism. At a time when people were being won over by fascist ideologies and dictatorships, the Pope wanted to emphasise that true kingdom and authority in this world belongs to Christ Jesus. Doing so, he demonstrated how the kingdom of Christ differs profoundly to the vision presented by the world. Living as we do in a time which perhaps is ever more divided politically and ideologically, today we may need to take this feast and its message to heart more now than ever. For as Christians, as Catholics, we are reminded that we are members of God's kingdom. We are heirs to God's kingdom. And it's the kingdom of God, not political ideologies, that unite us. Today's gospel shows how Pilate's vision, indeed the people's idea of what a king is, was not the same as what Jesus was proclaiming to be. A huge gulf existed between worldly understandings of kingdom and God's true kingdom. And this gulf will be brought into sharp focus following the meeting between Pilate and Jesus when we see what Christ's kingdom means in all its gory detail. We're presented with our king who hangs 
shamefully, naked and bleeding on a cross, alongside other publicly executed criminals. This king, our king, is the king of kings. He is, as we read in our second reading, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the one who loves us and has washed away our sins with his blood. Our king, our God, who suffered death on a cross, is the same God who flung stars into space. The same God who knows each of us and cares for each of us personally was nailed to a cross and he reigns from that cross, making peace by his death. The feast of Christ the King reminds us that just as Christ the King Christ is the king of this world, he should be the Lord and king of our lives. However important temporal authorities might be, they do not have the last word. Christ does. He teaches us that the way to make a difference in this world is not by shouting the loudest and wielding brute force, but by love. By lives of quiet service, by being willing to enter other people's lives, those dark areas of people's lives, and to be with them, helping them to recognise the Christ who reigns in their suffering, reigns in their very midst. What is more, as members of God's kingdom, we reign with Christ, all of us. For as we've said many times, when we were baptised, we became members of the church. That's not members of an organisation, an institution. It's members, actual members of Christ's living body. At our baptism, each one of us became priests, prophets and kings. We, all of us, are royalty. We're royalty. That's our dignity. But it's Christ's royalty that we share. The royalty of the servant king. The king who hangs on the cross, who suffers, who dies, but is raised to life and reigns in glory. Christ is our king. But what he inaugurated with the kingdom was not, as we've seen, some earthly monarchy, but the messianic age itself and this age this kingdom will one day be fully and completely brought about by Christ's second coming in glory but it's not an entirely future experience because Christ came into the world as a baby in Bethlehem and because he rose from the dead at our first Easter, that kingdom is a reality in our world and elements of it are discernible even now, today. All truth, all genuine love, all genuine service, all sincere compassion are signs of that kingdom in the here and the now. They're signs of God's reign breaking through and taking hold of our world and of our lives. This feast today on the last 
Sunday in the church's year is a bridge between the two greatest celebrations in the Christian calendar, Easter and Christmas. Drawing them together with a reminder of Christ the King, bringer in of the kingdom where all will be given crowns. Today is also World Youth Sunday. And we pray especially for the young people and the children in our church. We want our young people to know that God truly loves and values them. And that they are significant no matter what is going on in their lives. We want our young people to know that they are part of God's kingdom here and now. And that they have a role to play. We want our young people to know that they are works of art. Masterpieces, lovingly created by a God who knows them and wants to be close to them. And this message of God's love revealed in Christ Jesus, the servant king, is one all of us need to take to heart. But especially today is addressed to our young people. In a world full of confusing and competing messages, one thing, one person remains the same. Christ Jesus, the King. For there is no one in history or creation more compelling, more inspiring, more life-changing than the person of Jesus Christ. And he has chosen all of us. All of us are royalty within him. He has a role and a purpose for each one of us. And young people and children are not the church of the future. They're not. We mustn't stop saying that. I know it's well meant, but young people and children are not the church of the future. Together with all of us, they are the church of today, the present, the here and now. You don't grow up and become a member of the church. Baptism makes you a member of the church and it makes you equal. They have the same rights to the kingdom as all of us. And perhaps it's in recognising the young, the smallest, the forgotten, that we begin to realise what the kingdom of God really looks like. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic parish of Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at Father Luke G and Instagram at Father Luke Goymore. Stay safe and God bless you.